Hey everybody, before we get to today's episode of the Family Movie Night podcast where we talk about Christmas Carol movies, uh, I realized once again we forgot to talk about our Sea Kids parent group on Facebook. The whole reason this podcast even exists is because we at Community Christian want to help encourage and support parents as they raise their children to love Jesus and his way of life above anything else. And we do that all the time at our Sea Kids Parent Group on Facebook. So if you're a parent, you need to go to our church's Facebook page at Community Christian Church, find the Groups tab, click on that, find the Sea Kids Parent group, and then make sure you click the join group button where you can join our group and be encouraged and supported as you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life, which is what we're all about here on this podcast. So let's get to this week's episode. Welcome back to the Family Movie Night Podcast. This is episode three, the one with all the Scrooges. And we are your three ghosts leading you through this wonderful uh, experience. I, of course, am Nathan. I'm on staff here at the church. And uh, I'm not going to tell you which ghost I am, of course. But the jolliest ghost of them all, uh, the least Scrooge I've ever met in my entire life, is, of course, my good friend, Mr. Donnie Dorsey, the ghost of Christmas present. Donnie, how are you doing? Baham Buck. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you couldn't even pull that off if you wanted to. You couldn't yeah, it, even, if you wanted to be a Scrooge, you couldn't be a Scrooge. It wasn't realistic. Like, no one's going to buy that. They'd be like, mm, really, though? <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the worst performance I've ever seen from a Scrooge since Patrick Stewart. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Sir I do Patrick. not appreciate that slander for Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart, I apologize. Okay. Uh, so, of course, you just heard his voice there. Uh, the the joyful, as always, ghost of Christmas past, particularly the Carol Kane version from uh, 1988 Scrooge. Uh, Mr. Sawyer Hewlett, how are you doing, Sawyer? I'm doing good. I had a lot of fun doing this episode. So I had a lot of fun watching these movies. So. Yeah, I think we have more fun uh, watching this movie than uh, these movies than maybe anyone does hearing us talk about them. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a good time doing that. And of course, I am your ghost of Christmas future, the one who destroys all of your dreams and everything you've ever loved in life. Uh, and we are very glad to have you guys uh, joining us here. In case this is your first time watching, we want you to know what we do. Uh, this is a movie podcast by Community Christian Churches family ministry, because at our family ministry, we want to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life more than anything else. And we want to help you have better conversations around the kind of content that you consume as a family, because the stories that we consume, whether it be something we're watching on a movie or on TV or in the news media, uh, whatever you're consuming, it forms you. And so, uh, we want to help you when you're raising your children to help them interpret the content they consume in a way that helps them love Jesus and his way of life more. And in this particular episode, we are uh, talking about 
Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens' wonderful novel that has just been uh, surviving throughout the uh, past couple centuries here. Uh, people constantly remaking this thing over and over again in all different ways. And uh, there's a lot of great themes around this movie, but we know because there's so many versions of this movie out there, we didn't just want to pick one version to talk about. All of us watched a different version of this movie, and um, and we think that are more appropriate for different age levels. So if you've got young kids to teenagers, there's all different versions of this to watch. Um, but let's start uh, with uh, what uh, Donnie watched. Let's start with what Donnie watched. Donnie, you watched the 2009 uh, Robert Zemeckis uh, version of The Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey. Uh, and I think that's available on Disney Plus. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. If I, re if I remember correctly. So, uh, Donnie, what was what was your takeaway? Is this the first time you've seen this particular version? When I after like kind of like going through, I was like, I feel like maybe I've watched it, but the the time frame between it has been pretty uh pretty lengthy. Um, okay. But overall, like I mean, you know, if if you're familiar with the you know with Jim Carrey, who's very well known for his like uh, his antics and his facial expressions and just being able to emote things just without saying words, um, you know, having him as the, the the main character is a very good use of his skill because when you watch this. You know, as as most people have seen it, you know, it's, it's this crabby old man, <laughs> you know, that's like, ah, everybody's terrible. And, you know, people are basically like pe people are roadblocks to his to his happiness and successes. Right. You know, and I think that's kind of like a big that's definitely a good point to like pivot on a little bit. Yeah. Is that a lot of times like talking to our kids, like sometimes we feel like, you know they think everything is an obstacle. Like other people are obstacles when oftentimes they are kind of conduits for things. You right. Know, it can actually be the way of how we grow and how we, you know, nurture the, the good things in us and not get stuck on the moments of like, Oh, well, this person doesn't do things the way I think they should. Yeah. Or may, so maybe the way they're doing it, maybe it's a way I can, you know, take into account. And as I take in, take that into account, I will become a little bit more understanding and maybe it'll grow me in areas that I didn't think would actually um, had potential to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's huge. So uh, that's a that's a good recommendation there for the 2009 Christmas Carol. Uh, it's animated, but it was that motion capture technology. So there were actors on a stage, but they had dots on their face and <laughs> they they were they were being captured then they animated it afterwards uh Sawyer you watched uh a movie that from the time I was about 7 on was the movie my family watched every christmas eve uh and but this movie is a pretty a hard PG-13. Uh so this is definitely a movie for teenagers but uh I think your teenagers anyone I mean, once again, I watched it from the time I was seven. So look up on IMDb, the content you can decide. Uh, but I think any middle school, high schooler could watch this movie. Um, but uh, it's 1988 Scrooged starring Bill Murray. Sawyer, uh, how did you enjoy this film? Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun watching Scrooge uh, because, you know, 
number one, I, I'm just I'm a diehard Bill Murray fan, and this is Bill Murray at his at his most Bill Murray, you know. Um, and and also the things that I think it nails about the Christmas Carol story and and the vibe in general is making the character of I think his name is like Frank Cross, but he's for all intents and purposes he is Scrooge is the thing, um, and. The thing that nails it, I think, is making him almost like the audience doesn't even love him is the thing. You're kind of just like, gosh, like I love Bill Murray, but this guy is so unlikable. And 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 so it nails that aspect. One area where it definitely lacks is it's it doesn't ever get that specific because, you know, and we're going to talk about this a lot more going forward. You know, A Christmas Carol is very much about greed and a lack of compassion for a fellow man and stuff like that. And definitely like, like the character of Scrooge has a big superiority complex and stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't get that specific in this movie until the very, very end. Um, it does, but, uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, it definitely adds stuff to it as well. You know, um, uh, there's a little bit of a romance with Karen Allen and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but I had a lot of fun with this movie because it's also, and as much as I love every movie that we're going to talk about today, it's the funniest. It's the most enter in my oh, opinion, sure. it's the most fun to watch of all three of these. But uh but yeah. Yeah. yeah I I would say for anyone who has teenagers, Scrooged is is the movie of these to watch. I mean, it is just it is hilarious. And I'll say even even though a lot of the cultural references don't age well, like uh, isn't uh isn't the beginning of it, it's uh the six million dollar man. Like yeah, the whole joke yeah. is that uh, is that they they've got a Santa Claus special starring mm-hmm. um, starring the six million dollar man and so that no one no one understands those references but yeah. um, uh, it, it's still I think the the humor in and of itself Carol Kane as the ghost of, of Christmas uh, past no she's the ghost of Christmas present yeah ghost of Christmas present um, mm-hmm. she is absolutely hilarious. Oh, I mean, she's so funny. Yeah. Brings down the house, uh, you know, uh, anyway, her, so I'll say her and bill play off of each other so well in the movie that I didn't yeah. remember at all. Well, and you get Bobcat Goldway uh, going yeah. crazy. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, just in typical, I mean, it is the most eighties in the cast. Um, and I'll say the tiny Tim story in that one is so powerful with the little boy who can't talk since he saw his, mm-hmm. um, since his, since his dad died. Mm-hmm. Uh, just super powerful. Oh um, yeah, and and it's such a great modern update. So I'll say this: if uh, I will be watching this movie, I watch this movie still every year uh, with my wife, um, and uh, absolutely wonderful. I may I may introduce it to my kids this year, so we'll see. But I don't know. But we once again want to say, I know not everyone else is as adventurous as I am on content. You should check the content; it's definitely PG thirteen. Uh, but I definitely think if you have teenagers, this would be a great one. Uh, it's streaming on Paramount Plus if you have Paramount Plus, which a surprising number of people I know do have. Uh, I have, and I was shocked the amount of people I know. Donnie, I think you have Paramount Plus, don't you? Yeah, I actually got it because um, I remember testing it out, like or hearing about it, and you had mentioned like you started naming all of these things that like brought up. Yeah, it has all the Nickelodeon shows. And you brought them up. I was like, okay, I have to have this, and especially with the price being so low, like it's like, yeah, it's like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's really not much at all. And my kids love it because they uh they love Keenan and Kel, which all the yes, uh, yes all, really oh my gosh, all millennials and Gen Z just got super excited. Uh, you know, that's right down our alley. So that was kind of like that's hilarious. Yeah. I, I I was surprised because I turned it on because I was like, okay, 
I'm curious. Yeah. But they got into it and they were laughing at I was like, what? I yeah. was like, I was very excited. I was very excited. It's it's like when my dad tried to show me HR puffin stuff when I was a kid. It's like you gotta watch this show. So I'm forcing my kids to do the same thing. It's just all cyclical. Uh, so here we go. Okay. So I watched a movie that I had actually not seen until last year. Um, I'll say this. Uh, my family, were we might have been uh, Scrooges uh, with Christmas in the sense of we were, we didn't do a lot of like traditional Christmas stuff. Um, we, uh, uh, I, I had never, I, I, I will tell you this. I don't think I've ever, no, that's not true. I know I've watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special all the way through, but maybe only once. I don't really enjoy it. I don't have a lot of affinity for Charlie Brown. Um, and here's another one. I don't get the Muppets just in general. I don't get them. I don't, I, I did not grow up watching the Muppets and I had never seen until last year, a Muppet Christmas Carol. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I watched it for this, this year. And I'll say this much. I love it. I think thematically it might be the best of all of the Christmas Carol stories that we're talking about. It's pretty darn close to the book. I mean, as close as it can to have Sam the Eagle uh, playing a teacher at one point in the thing and having to say it's the American way and they have to like come in and go, oh, it's the British way. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> just kind of funny. Uh, so there's a couple of that. Michael Caine is um, Scrooge and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'll say if you've got younger kids, my kids loved it. It's a musical. I'm assuming most people have seen it. Um, you guys have both seen Muppet Christmas Carol. I have not actually. I think I saw it once and it was a long time ago. Okay. So maybe I'm not in the in the minority here. So I'll say this. If you haven't seen it, if you got young kids, I'll say kids under the age of 10, this is a pretty darn good one to watch. Um uh it and the 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 Jim Carrey one are both uh, really enjoyable, but I'll say because the Muppet Christmas one has like they I know they're not cartoons, they're puppets, but they have cartoon like features. Yeah. Uh the, the, my kids really enjoyed it. Um, and so I'll say it's fun. The music's pretty good. Um, and anyway, I think it's a it's a pretty enjoyable uh, one. All of these are pretty short. They're an hour and a half. Scrooge is right around an hour and a half. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's so, probably actually the longest out of all three of these, but sure. it's like an hour and 45 minutes, I think. Sure. So um, anyway, so those are just the movies in general. But now let's talk about themes. And here's the reason we wanted to talk about this movie. I think A Christmas Carol um, is often one of the most misunderstood Christmas stories um, and in general has the most powerful message when we properly understand it, at least from a Christian aspect of uh, what we're supposed to be remembering. Um, the, the, as, as both Sawyer and Donnie have already talked about, kind of the themes of the story um, are that Scrooge, um, he's not just like a impolite old man who just doesn't get the joy of Christmas, which in a lot of Christmas carols, that's kind of what's like, oh, he doesn't like the music and he doesn't like celebrating things and he doesn't want to take work off because he just doesn't get Christmas. Um and uh, I will say this, the first play I ever really was in was I was the little boy who um, in A Christmas Carol, a local person here made a musical version of A Christmas Carol. And I was in that. And I was the little boy that when he opens up, he's like, boy, what day is today? And I had to go, boy, it's Christmas day. Like I was that I was that boy in that production. But that one really hit on this idea of like bah humbug was just that was Scrooge's greatest crime was that he doesn't get the joy of a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, like, and that's not what the story's about. 
uh, it really is what Marley's ghost says at the beginning of the film. And he even says in uh, Scrooge, it's not Marley, but it's his business partner, says to him, uh, mankind was supposed mm -hmm. to be our business. Uh, that we spent all of our time focused on greed and making money and penny pinching and not caring for the poor, not caring for those, um, not having compassion. As Donnie said, his greatest crime is he sees human beings as mostly an irritation. They're an obstacle in this path. And what Scrooge has to learn is to have genuine compassion, uh, genuine uh, generosity towards other people that he has been given this blessing uh, and he was meant to use it. So uh, talking about our individual movies here, um, how do you think those movies did at communicating that message um, as far as when parents are trying to pick which Christmas Carol movie to watch? Donnie, do you think the Jim Carrey one really communicates that, that idea of care for the poor, having compassion on people who have it harder than you? Is that really communicated there? I mean, they do try really, really hard to, but I think at times it can be a little bit overshadowed by, you know, the emphasis of the characters, how like angry and how, how rude they are and all this stuff. And so right. I think sometimes it gets lost and I think it can make it where it becomes too much of the focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his general crankiness. That's yeah. the way I remember is he's just a cranky old man. Yeah. And it's like he needs these three ghosts to make him a little less cranky. Exactly. Like, And so it's like it ends up being more a focus of, hey, let's just try to like make this guy less terrible and and be a little bit more tolerable as opposed to like kind of like with with other movies, like where it's like the idea of, hey, this is what he's he's dealing with. Right. Let's soften him. Like, cause I think that's the thing you want to see is like, you don't want people to like, just be like, Hey, he's bad. Let's make him less bad. But to make this person understand, like, you know, let's just kind of smooth off the rough edges, you know, because everybody has the rough edges. Like just, we're going to smooth right. these off to make them understand that the things that they're experiencing are not just, you know, that particular instance, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I do think there's a kind of emphasis. And if I remember that movie correctly, that's very much like, here's why he's cranky. And you know what? He's, he's set in his ways. <laughs> let's just try and let's try. You know, grandpa's going to say stuff we don't agree with. So let's, you know, just let him say what he needs to say. <laughs> and, and eventually he, he kind of changes out of that. I yeah. also remember that movie having a, a, a fair emphasis on the lost romance like in his past that there's a, yeah. uh, that, the, that what was her name? I'm trying to remember. What I her can't, name was. I can't remember either. But I will say, just to, to, for the sake of time here, to go to, to Sawyer's film, Scrooge, the romance is a big part of Scrooge. I mean, it's almost the yeah. hinge, it's the it's the yeah. emotional hinge point is this lost romance he had. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know, the movie Scrooge does a good job, I think, emphasizing his lack of compassion. Doesn't go into greed like as much, um, but his like how he's just a cold-hearted man um it, it does a good job and like it makes humor about that and stuff like that it does a good job of but uh but yeah the, the that romance is kind of like the the lens that scrooge sees it through in the movie is the thing and it's kind of like you know spoiler alert like near the end of the movie his kind of emotional catharsis is when he realizes what he can be is the thing um 
if you don't get Scrooge being an ice, a, a socially isolated person, then it, you're not getting a Christmas Carol. I feel like, but sure. Well, and I remember a little bit in that movie, especially in the Ghost of Christmas, the end of Ghostmas of Christmas Present, where um, there's the man he meets in the homeless shelter who freezes to death. Um, and he has he has compassion for him, but also when Karen Allen's character, who's the love interest in Ghost of Christmas Future, uh, shoes away the uh, children because she's like, I learned from Frank that you just got to take care of yourself and don't take care of anybody else, which isn't really a full on compassion for the let the less fortunate, yeah. but it, it it's kind of close. It certainly is a people are a are a problem. Yeah, exactly. So I think that movie kind of hits it pretty well. Uh, I think the thing that really shocked me about the Muppet Christmas Carol is how front and center that that is. Uh, One, there's really not too much of a lost romance um, in the in the Muppet Christmas Carol one, um, which I remember being very central to the story uh, in the other ones. Um, And there's a lot of focus on that. Scrooge, uh, Michael Caine, Scrooge won't give to to the uh, charity that comes around to try and collect money. He won't give to them. Uh, he doesn't. Um, he, you know, he doesn't see his brother anymore, or not his brother. It's his nephew. It's his brother in Scrooge, but it's his nephew is the character in the uh, in the original book in the original story. Um, mm-hmm. That he's estranged from them, but his his nephew is the one who's willing to give to charity, and then it really is hit upon in the final acts of that. A movie uh, in the Ghost of Christmas Future that he is he is um, become a person who is so focused on his greed and consuming yeah. what he can that when he dies people are joyful people are so excited which is true to the original book they're just happy he's dead because they can now get his stuff like they're so thankful he's dead and I remember um, sitting with my one of my daughters and she kept saying. I just don't know why would anyone be happy when someone dies and to be able to say to her, well, remember how mean he's been the whole movie? Like he didn't care about anybody and all he cared about was his money. And I said, when all you care about is your money, then when you die, all anyone else will care about is your money. All they will care about is what they can get from you. And these people are happy. One, he's dead because they didn't like him. And two, they're happy he's dead because now they get his stuff. And that that really was this breaking point for the character is that he had become this kind of person. And then obviously when Tiny Tim, which is a tiny Kermit the Frog, dies, and you're like, oh my God, tiny Kermit the Frog dies. I don't know. I know we all talk about Baby Yoda, but tiny Kermit the Frog. I mean, come on. That's a that's a, that's iconic right there. That it's clear. And she said, well, why, why is that making him so sad? And I said, well, it's because he didn't pay his employee enough money to take care of his family. Like he didn't pay him enough that he had this money. He had he had this very loyal person that was working for him, and he just didn't take care of him. And that that's that's a part of this story is his greatest crime was his crime of not caring for others. And I think what I want to talk about is as parents talking about this to our kids, um, this is important because we know that as followers of Jesus, this is central to the gospel. That Jesus, who had all the wealth of heaven, abandons his wealth to come to us as a poor Jewish carpenter, to live among the poor, to live among those who were less fortunate, to heal the sick, 
to, to, to make it where people who previously couldn't work could now work and take care of themselves. And then he teaches his followers that your job is every time you take care of somebody who doesn't have enough clothes or doesn't have enough food or they're in prison or they're hungry, you know, they're starving, they're, they're thirsty, and you do that for them, you are doing that for me. That central to the story of Jesus is that we are meant to have compassion and generosity on those who are less fortunate. Uh, and not become Scrooges. That that at Christmas time, this is how we remember it. Donnie, how do you think as a parent you have that conversation with your kid as you're watching these movies? I think the biggest part is helping kids understand that value is not in the things you have. It's in the relationships. Mm. Because you can you can accumulate infinite amounts of wealth. But you can only distribute so much relational time and energy. And so when you do, you know, but if you spend so much time, you know, like Kyle Scrooge did, like, it was like, hey, I got to just keep getting all this and I hold on to this so tight. It makes it very difficult for you to build meaningful, like, relationships. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, that's the thing that distracts a lot of us is that we feel we have to have to meet, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, but it's really about the people. Like, and I think that's why, like, you know, you see how synonymous it is, the idea with how Jesus was, he, Jesus had everything. And he said, you know what? I don't need this. I need a relationship with the people that I care about. And like, it's like reminding the kids, like, look, you're not, you may not have a lot of money. You may not have the best job in the world. You may not have all these things, but you will have an opportunity to make an impact in people's lives just by how kind you are to them and how yeah. you treat them. Because people remember the things you did more than the things you did with them more than the things you do for them. Mm. Well, and I think what's huge there, Donnie, and what you said, I think a good way for parents to help their kids understand is that people matter more than money. We say that all the time to our, our, our kids. The way we say it around here is you can't love things. You can only love people. And that's created kind of uh, monsters out of my children who, uh, if someone's like, man, I love this food, they'll go, you can't love food. You can only love people. Uh, <laughs> Because love means I want what's best for somebody, that I'm willing to work for what's best. You can't want what's best for food. You want to eat food. Yeah. And so <laughs> you don't love it. But telling them Scrooge used people to get more things, mm -hmm. right? He used people to get things. We want to use our things to love people. Yeah. He used people, loved things. We want to use things and love people. And I think that conversation Right there, that's a huge theme out of these, these movies that you get to have a chance to talk with your kids about that I think is huge. So, Sawyer, what kind of uh, conversation would you want to have, uh, want parents to have with their kids about these stories? Yeah, so I, I think this is a, a very universal story, and we can we can have a conversation with our kids that centers around um, that that Scrooge's arc is all about, he learns that it's not about what they can bring to his life, about what uh, Tiny Tim's family can bring, or about what Cratchit's can, can bring to his life, but what he can bring into their lives is the thing. And and so, and that's why like the ending is so powerful when he's just uh, eating breakfast 
with the crutches is the thing. It's such a powerful moment because, you know, we see he has a very nice house and stuff like that. Um, and, and so when he steps into this impoverished house and has joy, it's almost like a, uh, a very um, like incontainable joy that, that spreads from Cratchit to Scrooge back to the whole family and to everyone there. And, and it's such a good, valuable lesson to have about the inherent value of people because it's such a, like, for kids to learn, it's not about what, I, what, they, what I'm getting. It's about what I can give. I mean, and like, that's the whole, that's like what Christmas is all about and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I do certainly think being able to to communicate to kids, one, as you said, people have inherent value because they're made in the image of God. That mm -hmm. the systems of our world and, and the culture of our world really communicates that you're as, about as valuable as you can produce something, uh, mm -hmm. as, as valuable as the money you can make or the job that you have or the things that you do. And so if you don't have those things, if you're in a homeless shelter or, you, or, you, or you're on some kind of uh, food assistance or anything like that, you're just inherently less than and we got to take care of you. Uh, but you don't really matter as much as those who figured out this whole money thing and being yeah. able to to say to your kids, hey, every person has value because every person's made in the image of God. And Jesus even tells us that those who are hungry, those who are less fortunate, there's a way he's more present with them. And when we serve them, we see Jesus in the face of other people. And yeah. I think that's huge. Um, and here's here's the final thing I say. And I'll say Scrooge really gives an opportunity for you to talk to teenagers about this in that it has very specific, uh, like with the homeless shelter, with these charities, yeah. of talking mm -hmm. about the importance of those of us who do have resources, who, yeah, do, exactly. have, who do have the ability to help, to be able to help. Um, and we as a church, I think this is the perfect time for us to talk about this. Um, we're right now in the middle of this whole do something campaign um, where we're going to be uh, when this is released. Uh, you know, we, we're asking, hey, we're trying to as a church, let's go bless people who 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 need what we have more than enough of there. Mm -hmm. And the way I used to say it to teenagers all the time is uh, most of us have more than we need. But there are a lot of people who don't even have what they need. And if we can take some of our more and give to those who don't have all that they need. Uh, that's what Jesus would want us to do. So we have our $29.95 Do Something campaign. We'll be doing at this point. You can talk to your kids when you're watching this movie about, hey, this is why we as a family give to this. And I would encourage you. I used to encourage parents uh, all the time to do this with their kids. Encourage your kids to make sacrifices to, to give towards this. Like they may not have $29.95 and you're just going to give it for them. But you could say, hey, as a family, what are some things we could do to give up so that we can give to this thing, right? Um, maybe I used to always say to kids, ask them, hey, would you be willing to, for teenagers, would you be willing to give up a Christmas present that your parents would buy? Go to your parents and say, hey, give up. Don't buy me one of the Christmas presents you're going to buy me and use that money to give to this campaign. Or because we have this Christmas in Coweta event going on uh, where we're asking every family in our church to uh, to buy the Christmas gifts of children in our community whose parents can't afford to give them the kind of Christmas we would want every kid to have. Could you talk to your kids about, hey, we're going to go buy these toys. But, you know, part of this is we want to we want to spend some of the money we have. So as a family, would you be willing 
to to make a sacrifice for this. Maybe we don't go out to eat as much this this December. Or maybe we we don't do uh, something we would normally do at this time, and we're going to use that money to bless somebody else, uh, to get your kids involved in it. And this movie is a great way to talk about that, that we don't want to be Scrooges who are so focused on, hey, I want to make sure, uh, you know, the movie I think about a lot is Harry Potter uh, in, the, in the first one when Dudley, uh, his cousin who is spoiled, gets his presents and he goes, he counts his birthday presents and goes, 35? I had 36 last year. Like, we don't want to be that kid who's like, oh, I have to have 35 gifts. Well, maybe you could have 33 gifts this year because uh, you're still going to have more gifts than you need. And maybe you could give some gifts, but having those kind of conversations. Donnie, I know your family has done Christmas in Coweta and the do something stuff in the past. How has that been as a family to be able to have those kind of conversations with your kids? It's been invaluable. I'm, I'm going to say that it's definitely invaluable because <clears throat> when we, you know, when we would pick a, like a name and stuff like that, and we'd be able to go through this list of things, the kids would get just genuinely excited because they're like, because when, because a lot of times I think, you know, especially like, you know, for, for probably kids that live in the United States in general, a lot of times is they don't all see less than. So it's sometimes hard for them to grasp that there are other places or even locally yeah, where people don't have what they need. Like you said earlier, like, and I think when, when I explain that to them, like there's that genuine, just like, it's that proud moment as a parent going like that genuine compassion Yeah, going, wow, can we get them something? And then like, they get excited. Like, can we get them more of this? Like they're wanting abundance for things when they ask for stuff sometimes, Yeah, but them also wanting it for someone else. And I want, I love that about how the Christmas and Coweta does is that they genuinely are like excited about doing for someone else. Well, cause they, it's something they can relate to. They understand that every kid wants gifts on Christmas. Exactly. And I think this is the one thing we miss as parents sometimes is these little five and six and seven-year-old kids that we have are so sweet and they have such tender hearts. Greed does not take long to get into our hearts and turn us all into Scrooges. Um, And if we don't start combating that in the hearts of our children pretty early on, uh, it'll, it'll grow in them and, and become cancerous to the work of Jesus in their life. And we as parents who want to help our kids love Jesus and love his way of life more than anything else, yeah. we, we have to know money is going to be a thing that is going to compete for how much they love Jesus and his way of life. And, it, and things like Christmas are a time that that starts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, I'm not saying don't give your kids lots of toys, but have the conversation with your kids of, Hey, we're going to do a couple less this year. We're going to we're going to do something else. We're not going to have the big thing that we normally do and we're going to go do this instead or take them down to Bridging the Gap, one of our local organizations here and let them be a part of serving. Uh, we take our kids down and we go and we hand out biscuits to people who are in line waiting for the food distribution and we pray with people and our kids they just get to be a part of that and they get to see it to allow them to get to be a part of there are people in this world that need help. And Jesus intends for those of us who have been blessed with more than we need to be a blessing to others. 
All right. Well, hey, thank you guys, as always, for uh, joining in, uh, Donnie and Sawyer. And of course, all of you who are uh, joining in with us to watch this, we are very excited to be talking about this. We want to help you have better conversations in your monthly movie nights uh, with your kids to help them learn to love Jesus and his way of life more than anything else. I hope to see you next time.